You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another podcast, our 250th. Wow. Hey, what a milestone. 250. That's, that's a big number. Big, big number. Thanks wow. for sticking with us through 250. Here's the 250 more. Well, as you guys probably heard, Daniel Reinhardt and Louis Argoni are with me. What up, Finn fans? Today, we are going to talk about the Buffalo Bills. The oh, big, expect to bad wolf. Jeers in the background. Yeah, the big, bad wolf. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Boy, they, they sure do. look good. They <laughs> do. They sure look good. They look beyond good, Mike. They look like a Super Bowl-bound football team at this point. Coming into the season, if you watch Woo. all the, the pundits, the medias, I was watching NFL Network and had six different people on and six different people chose the Bills to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And I thought, thank you, thank you, thank you, because when they do that, when it's a clean sweep, it's never right. a W. They're usually wrong. <laughs> uh, they look like that so far through two weeks. They look uh, really, really good. They do. I mean, God, they just dominated Tennessee. I mean, early on, Tennessee drove right up the field, had a nice drive, you know, after Buffalo went right up the field. And after that, it was done. Yeah, there's a couple of different things with that, too, because they took the to defending Super Bowl champions week one, and then the defending number one seed in the AFC week two, and they dismantled both of them. Yep. They've outscored those two opponents by 55 points, 72 yep. to 17 through two yep. weeks. Scary. That's, uh, that's domination. That's you know, I said amazing. during the game, Tannehill never plays uh, well up in Buffalo. So yeah. I really didn't expect them to do well for that reason, quite honestly. Right. I mean, listen, every year teams are different. You know, Tennessee's got some problems. They really do. I mean, you know, Tannehill is is part of the equation, but, you know, their defense has not been overly good. You know, they're an average defense. Their offensive line, I believe, is a little banged up. You know, Henry just couldn't get going. They have issues over there, and I well, think I've, Tennessee's near the end. I mean, uh, Tannehill's near the end of his uh, his reign there. <laughs> his reign there as a starting quarterback. They got a young kid that I think at some point you're going to see, you know, this season, and maybe as early as you know a couple weeks from now. Yeah, and it doesn't help when uh, the defense holds King Henry to three yards per rush. You know, mm-hmm. Buffalo did a really good job containing Derrick Henry, and that really puts some pressure on Tannehill that, as we know, he can't really surmount. Agreed. When your offensive line is not playing well, it's very hard to run the football. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah Taylor that's, Lewan that's, got hurt on, like, the first play of the game as well, so that doesn't help. That's just stating the obvious, but, you know, we, we've seen it here year after year. You know, we, <laughs> we keep recycling backs because none of them can get any yardage, and really this, the, the problem is up front. Yep. Right. And you're going to, you know, when you're playing Tennessee, obviously you're going to, you know, you're going to have everybody in the box trying to slow Henry down. 
Yep. Um, you know, no more AJ Brown on the outside for Tennessee. They got a good young rookie there, but you know, Robert Woods is a pretty decent receiver as well, but you know, they don't have that team speed on the outside to where you know, you're going to you're going to be overly concerned with it. So you're going to take Henry out of the game and make Tannehill beat you and that was that was the game plan. And um, you know, it worked effectively for him the other night. You know, this week I think that they're going to face maybe the best team they've faced up to this point. I mean, the Rams uh, didn't look overly good against Atlanta this past week. I mean, the Falcons put some points up on mm-hmm. their defense, which is surprising. Yep. You know, through two weeks, both Buffalo and the Falcons have been able to put points on the board against the Rams. So, you know, I say this all the time. I mean, every year is different. And, you know, some of the teams that they've played against, maybe they're not up to par this year. You know, maybe they're not the same teams they were last year. Um, our team, I think, is much better. So I think that they're going to face their stiffest competition this week up to this point, you know, for you, that. For the, and you see that in the AFC right now. Preseason, we kept talking about what a murderer's row it, it was going to be. Right. And some of those teams that we expected, rather that's from what they did last year or what they added this year, just has not looked like what we expected them to look like. And so the AFC is really ripe for a change, and Miami can really swoop up into that playoff picture if they continue to play well. Without well, Va- a doubt. Von Miller will have something to say about that. Yeah, there's there's multiple guys along that defensive front that are going to have something to say about that this week. Well, we've got a tackle, Mike, that can block. So, you know, on that left side, and that's where Von Miller lines up. So, you know, what, what he's he's got to do his job. If he does, you know, we, we'll be in pretty good shape. Listen, we've we've made additions to where, you know, we can counter what they have done. I mean, they've got to worry about the speed on the outside. They have to. Um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Then you got to worry about Mozart, you know, running the ball, uh, through the middle of their defense. And he's got a ton of speed. So they've got an offense that they're going to have to be concerned with. I mean, what, you know, the showing last week on film, they're going to look at that and say, wow, we've got to tighten our game up on defense because this team is definitely going to challenge us. So, um, you know, I like our chances. I really do. You know, I think, I think it's going to be a very competitive game. And that's not something we've said for several years, right? Uh, Josh Allen is 7-0 against us. Yeah. With 19 touchdowns and three interceptions. And yeah. that's not even talking about the scores of those games because they have blown us out. We have they not have, been competitive. Well, we haven't been competitive on one side of the football, Daniel. I yeah, think in, yeah. in some of those games... They were winnable. Uh, the problem was the offense just completely failed us. I mean, I remember the game up in Buffalo last year. We had so many opportunities, and that that you know that was the the game where Gasicki was you know calling timeouts when we're in their end yeah. uh, because you know the plays weren't you know nobody was lined up correctly. And I mean, we were in that game until the fourth quarter. Our defense kept us around, and we just weren't able. You know, our offense just didn't do the job. So I think that, you know, our defense is somewhat capable of, you know, slowing them down a bit. And I think our offense is capable of putting points on the board against their defense. So, you know, I think this will be a little bit more competitive than what we've seen in the past, because I think our offense will be able to sustain some drives and um, put some points on the board where in the past they just haven't been able to, you know, do anything. I mean, offensively. I mean, anything, right? Yeah. I mean. 
guys, I mean, I don't have the scores in front of us, uh, you know, in front of me over the last couple of years, but I can assure you that we do not score points on this, on this Buffalo offense, uh, defense. We just don't. We haven't over the last two, three years. So We have not. And to your point, those games were winnable until they weren't anymore. Because right. we couldn't consistently keep drives going. We couldn't get the ball past the, the marker on third downs. That's something that it looks like maybe changing a little bit. We were really good on third down last Sunday. Right. Uh, and, and we have a couple of backs who, if our line continues to perform well, should be able to possibly get a couple of chunk yardage plays like we've seen Edmonds do in the fourth quarter. And, and also, to your point, Raheem Mostert is a track guy, right, from Purdue. He's fast. We all know he's fast. So if we can really get that zone blocking scheme to be effective this week, we may be able to give him some problems. Mm-hmm. We've got to attack. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's as simple as that. You know, we've got to be aggressive like we have been in the first right, couple the of weeks. The coach is not afraid to be aggressive. We've seen he, that. He's not afraid at all. And, I mean, you know, what you want to have in this football game is you want to have balance, right? You don't want to go tit for tat because if we if we do that, you know, I think we're running into some trouble. I mean, we do, you know, we are short one of our cornerbacks and and that will come into play this week, I'm certain of it. Um, you know, hopefully Gabriel Davis is still down for them, you know, going into Sunday, so that would be nice, you know, to have him out of the picture, but you know, they have other fellas like, you know, Isaiah McKenzie on their offense and, and Jamison Crowder, he's a veteran. Uh, he can possibly hurt you as well. So they do have decent replacements. But, you know, the bottom line is, is that you have to have some sort of balance. You have to, you know, put some drives together. And, you know, the best way to defend Buffalo is by not having them on the football field to begin with, you know. So, you know, you keep, you keep the time of possession in our favor. To some extent, you put some nice long drives together and, you know, you can compete in this football game. Yeah, the last time uh, we was within three points was September of the 2020 season when they came to Miami, 31 to 28. Mm-hmm. And then the next two were 56 to 26 and 35 to nothing. And you'll remember that 56 to 26 game was we had the playoffs on the line. We yep. went to Buffalo in January with the playoffs yep. on the line and, and yep. got shellacked. So ugly, ugly game. Twenty six yep. to eleven is the game that you're talking about last year in Buffalo. Uh, yeah, we, we were we were decent for most of that game, but just couldn't do anything on offense. I think they scored fourteen of their points in the fourth quarter in that game. So that game was really, really yes. sixteen this, actually. Sixteen. How about that? I mean, yep. that game was nip and tuck, and my goodness, our offense had opportunities. I mean, we drove the football on them we, and we put some nice drives together and wound up with nothing. I believe, um, you know, Sanders missed a field goal and I think we, I don't know what we did on that one possession, but I think we ran out of time or we fumbled. Um, we did something in their end in the first, right at the end of the first half. Uh, I just can't remember exactly what the situation was, but we had opportunities in that game and we, we let them hang around. And then in the fourth quarter, they just wound up uh, putting us away. So, you know, that's what we got to hope for. We got to hope for that type of defense Who's covering this Dix? coming Sunday. It's got to be X. It's got to be X. It's got to be X. Kahoo. Kahoo. <laughs> Kahoo. 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 I mean, Mike, I don't know. I mean, you got to have X man on them. You know, it, it, you know, it's, that's a situation where, you know, 
who else are you going to put on them? I mean, are you going to put Needham on them? I mean, I'm sure Buffalo's going to try and line it up to where they get him isolated on somebody other than X-Man. And, um, you know, that's the way they're going to attack us. But um, there's more to the Bills than Diggs, you know? Oh, no question. But that's where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it starts with the quarterback, Mike. He is their Tyreek Hill. He is there, Tyreek Hill, but it starts with Allen. I mean, because he hurts you in so many ways. Yeah, but you don't want to talk about pass rush. (laughs) Well, we got zero sacks and zero QB hits against Lamar. But if we're talking about X, now what we've seen on the highlights from last week's game is X getting burnt for 75 by Bateman and X trying to chase down Lamar and failing, right? But he was thrown at seven times, four catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Now, right. if I was to tell you that X was on digs the whole game and he caught four passes for 94 yards and a touchdown, we're going to take that every day of the week, I think, right? We we're going to be and, very happy with that performance. And throwing the fact that 75 of those yards came on that one yep. play, which was, you know, a slant where there was nobody in the middle of the field. So, exactly. you know, you take that out of the equation and, you know, he gave up three receptions for whatever the balance yards. is, 19 yards. Yeah, yep. I mean. You know, that's a nothing day. I mean, you know, that's, and he almost had a pick six. He really should have had a pick six, you know, which we, um, you know, he missed out on down the sideline there. Um, But (laughs) I was screaming. Oh, believe me, we all were. And you can guarantee that if we're going to beat Buffalo, he can't miss that catch. He can't miss that pick, right? They have, they have to play extremely disciplined and they have to, you know, I'm tired of watching Josh Allen smile after he gets up and gets hit i'm tired of it i really am i want to see that son of a bitch rattled i want to see them knock him and i don't want to see him smiling i want to see him dazed and confused when he wakes up when he gets up from a hit because you know over the i've watched both of their games and you know he loves the contact and because he wins it yeah mike but you know what there's going to come a point where he's not going to win right of course you know, he's he, literally he's playing with fire there. I mean, he is a big, strong kid. But let me tell you something. You know, defenders, they watch that, and I can guarantee you that they're, they're saying, okay, this guy wants to be a big shot and run around. Well, guess what? We're going to stick it to his ass, and I, hopefully the Dolphins do it this week, and he doesn't get up smiling after he, he takes on, you know, he takes on um, hits and whatnot. You know, they have to knock him around a little bit, that's the only way to beat them. I mean, you know, they're going to have to put pressure on them. I don't know where it's going to come from because we haven't seen it as of yet. Uh, they're going to have to spy them. I mean, th- this, this is going to take, you know, 13, 14, 15 guys on defense working together uh, to, you know, just go out there. And they're going to have to throw a really, really close to perfect game I don't in order think they'll to win it. that many on the field at yeah. once. <laughs> well, I'm saying, Mike, the 11, you know, 11 guys and then, the you know, the guys that come in and out of the lineup, I, I you know, know in nickel mean. and dime defenses and pass rushing situations. You know, everybody that's on that field on Sunday is going to have to do their job to the to the greatest extent if they're – planning on winning this football game and i think they all know it you know they've got to be at their absolute best it used to be one of those things where you could you could get josh allen to make a mistake you could play a coverage and then rotate out of that coverage and make him make a mistake have a guy like holland or x come in and and snatch a ball out of the air in front of a defender but what you're seeing from allen so far this season is you are not seeing him make those mistakes 
He's sitting back in the pocket, comfortable, and he's just dicing defenses apart. We can't allow him to be comfortable in the pocket. But we, we're going to have to win some one-on-one matchups, and we're going to have to take a couple of balls away. I think the only way we win this game is if we turn, turn them over. Right. I mean, I, I'm not overly concerned with their running game. No. You know, I think that, you know, Singletary's been doing a really good job since late last season. You know, he's averaging close to five yards a carry this year. He's ran the ball 14 times over two games. I mean, that's not a lot. Their offensive line has not been stellar. No. I mean, listen, you know, Josh Allen, Mike, makes up for, you know, their running game. I mean, he's got as many yards as... Singletary does. I mean, he's got 66 yards rushing this year, and Singletary has 67. They're their two leading rushers. I mean, you know, it's that's where it is. I mean, you've basically got to just concentrate on their passing game and and him running out of the pocket. Um, you know, I think you're going to see in this football game, you're going to see a lot of guys in coverage and them trying to just stop them in that in that way. And hopefully, you know, our four or five man pass rush can get the job done. Yes, sir. That doesn't leave me optimistic. <laughs> well, Mike, I mean. Because our four guys up front have not been getting a pass rush. Right. They have to in this game. I mean, listen, we don't have that luxury. We don't have Jones in a quarterback. I mean, you can't have Needham man the man on the outside as we would Jones. So, you know, you're, you're going to be in a situation where they're going to have to drop in the coverage and maybe he does force a ball. Maybe he does make a mistake. Uh, you don't want him burning you on blitzes, you know, and, um, having guys man the man and giving them easy six and seven. Right. Let, if you're going to blitz let, him, let them it's going to be a corner blitz or it's going to be something yes. that, that he's not looking for. Right. You're going to have to make them work for everything that they, they, everything that they try to get from us, period. You can't give them easy drives to where it's four, five, six plays and they're going 70 yards. Make them work. You know, make them work. Make them force the ball in the coverage. You know, I think that's the way we defend them this week. You know, I think you almost have to. I think if we start blitzing, we're going to run into problems. It's as simple as that because I just don't know if we have, you know, the the, the ability, especially even with X-Man on digs, you know, man-to-man down the field. That could be a problem as good as X-Man is. You know, Diggs is that much, you know, he's just as good. At what he does, so apparently Howard has a groin that's bothering him. Well, that won't that won't help that matters, won't help. Mike. No, thanks for throwing wood on the fire. <laughs> well, he uh, <laughs> he popped up on it today. Uh, yeah, uh, that 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 could definitely be a problem without a question of a doubt. So even more so, Mike, if he does have groin issues, I mean, you know, you may see him dropping off the ball a little bit more than playing up at the line of scrimmage and just trying to get by. But, you know, th- this is going to be a really, really tough team to defend, and, it, you know, it's simply because of, jo- um, you know, Josh Allen. I mean, you know, it, it's it, it starts Are you spying him? You, you almost have to. You may have to with, with a couple of guys, Mike, and that's, that's what I mean by, you know, dropping guys in the coverage, you know, having guys in the flat in case he does run out of the pocket, you know, make him work for those yards if he's going to run the football. You know, if you do send blitzes and he's very good at getting away from it, my God, you've got four guys, 
you know, down the field trying to catch up with him and he's getting, you know, chunks of 15, 20 yards. Right. I do remember the game up in Buffalo, the game that um, Daniel was talking about earlier where we just, you know, they, they scored most of their points in the fourth quarter. They did an incredible job of keeping him in the pocket and not allowing him right. to run the football early in that game. Right. I think he had like a seven-yard run on one given play through three quarters, and that was the extent of it. Uh, they did a really, really good job defending him. And I think that you know they're going to go into this football game with the same sort of philosophy. So if they can't contain him inside the pocket and let him get out and run, what's that going to do to our defense, Lou? If they can't what what was the if, question? If Josh there? Allen starts getting outside of the pocket and running for first downs or chunk yardage, what's that going to do to our defense? You're going to wind up getting chunk plays on him just running the football. I mean, if you're going to blitz and and put yourself in that position and you're going to give him 15 20 yards through the middle of the field or, you know, one way or another, he gets he gets down the field and he gets down the field fast. Um, I, I don't feel that you, you give him that, you know, you, you allow him to maybe dink and dunk and maybe he forces something and maybe the, the pass rush gets to him and puts him in third and long situations. But I think when you blitz in this guy, if he gets the ball off, you're in trouble. And if you don't get to him and he's at, he gets out of the pocket, you're in trouble. So you're dealing with a double-edged sword there, you know, right, whereas, so. you know, if you're dropping back, you know, you're playing somewhat conservative and making them work down the field, let them do it, you know, let them take time off the clock, you know, get into a situation where, okay, you guys put a decent drive together. It took you six, seven minutes. Well, now we're going to turn around and do the same thing. And at least you stay in the football game. And then it comes down to, you know, maybe turnovers, you know, who gets turnovers here or there, you know, maybe special teams come into play, but at least you stay in the football game. You don't want anything coming to them easy to where you're playing catch-up. We don't want to get into a situation where we're down 21 points in the fourth quarter again. Because I don't know if we could pull another one out <laughs> well, of our ass like we did That's my question to Daniel. Uh, how are we going to move the ball, Daniel? All right, we got a break for a moment, and uh, we'll be back right after these messages. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, and uh, it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. 
Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. Uh, with optimized gel tips with a perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge, trust me. Raycons give you 8 hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. They're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder uh, Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Think about that. 50,000. That's a lot of five-star reviews, people. They got options with them. You've got three customizable sound profiles. You've got uh, earbud tap functions. You've got noise isolation. And you've also got awareness mode. So if, if you need to hear, you'll be able to. You know, these are pretty cool earbuds. Uh, they're comfortable. They, they've got those options that I told you about, and uh, you can't go wrong with them. So go to buyraycon.com today and use code TPPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TPPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code TPPN15. Well, Benefit to us at the current moment is what the injury report looks for looks like for Buffalo's defense. If you was watching the Monday night game, obviously you've seen that big hit to Dane Jackson, their starting quarterback. He left the field in an ambulance. We obviously wish him the best, but if he's out, that's going to be a benefit to us because not only would that mean he's out, but Tredavious White is also out. Right. Uh, Micah Hyde, the, they're all pro safety from last year. Uh, Iowa boy. Let's unite. Uh, he actually also got a, a neck injury during that game and had to go to the hospital afterwards. So he is a dude did not participate today in practice as well. So if we have uh, only one of their starting safeties, Jordan Poyer, which they're one of the best safety duos in the entire league. If we have one of their starting safeties and two and none of the, like their other starting safety and their two starting cornerbacks out, that is a huge benefit to us. Ed Oliver's on the injury report, but they have one hell of, excuse me, of a pass rush. Their defensive linemen are amazing. They can rotate those guys in and out. You know about Von Miller, but Gregory Russo from the University of Miami, uh, Boogie Basham, those guys are really good pass rushers. So one of the little known things, or one of the things that I think that we did really well last week is protect Tua. We only gave up one sack against Baltimore. Our offensive line is going to have to play a hell of a job against that front seven. But I I do believe that our speed on the outside com, uh, combined with Gasicki over the middle and, and a run game that is taking steps to be better, right? We've seen them progress from week one to week two. If we see another progression in the run game into week three against Buffalo, then we can suck one of those safeties up and we're going to have some beneficial matchups with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill on the outside. They rush the passer hard. They do. And when you do that, you tend to give up yards to the running game. Right. Absolutely. And specifically with the zone running game, because you get to you find one of those zones and you push the guy out towards where he's just rushing from. Right. Yep. This is going to be one of those games where you're going to see Tua stepping up into the pocket more, uh, which he did really well last week. But he's going to be stepping up into the pocket, and he may even have some running lanes to go on his own. But we are absolutely going to need that rushing attack to step up this week if we want to have a chance to beat Buffalo, because that's how we're going to get one of those safeties sucked up into the box and only have one over the top 
for Tua to get hit Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. If we have two high safeties the whole time, you're going to see a lot of dink and dunk stuff. You're going to see a lot of crossing routes, and you're going to see a lot of pivots. Uh, getting the ball out quick is going to be important, but even more so when you have the two safeties over the top because they're not going to be able to get deep. Right. So that's what I think we see from us. I think we see a uh, uh, an effort to get the running game going early and often, even if that means that we, we don't convert some third downs early. I think it's going to be very important, and I think McDaniel knows it, that we have to, to pound the rock. We have to hit them with some chunk yardage plays from the running game, and we have to be able to get that going to be able to get that safety sucked down. If we can do that, I think, I think this is a game in the fourth quarter. If, if we cannot, then I think we may have a long night, a long day. What's your prediction, Daniel? So I, I actually do think that Buffalo comes down and continues the dominance in the East. I don't, I, like, while we took a huge step forward last week, uh, I don't quite think we're there yet. Uh, I, I do love the fact that these cornerbacks are out, and I would love to say that we're going to win this game, but I just don't see it happening with how uh, surgical that offense is right now. If if Gabe Davis plays and he was limited today, uh, then they have the Diggs Gabe Davis one two punch, and that's going to be tough on us. But I think that they they probably take this thirty five to thirty. Wow, you're talking about sixty five more points on the board, Daniel. That's interesting. I mean, you know, th- th- this is this is my thought on this game. I think I don't think you're going to see as many points. I think you'll see both teams in the twenties. Buffalo's banged up a bit on the defensive side. I think the offense, this this is a perfect opportunity for them. I think you're going to see the running backs catch up to maybe 10 balls out of the backfield. I think they're going to attack Buffalo with a lot of dink and dunks in the flats um, with our two receivers on the outside taking you know the defenders down the field a little bit and then going underneath. And I think there's a lot of plays there to be made in that situation, okay? The injuries, as I mentioned, are going to definitely come into play for Buffalo. If some of these guys cannot play, they're going to be very shorthanded. And I think that our offensive line, the upgrades, can handle their defensive line. So I see this game being very, very tight. I see it being 27-24, 27-23, something to that effect, and Buffalo pulling it out. Um, But I think it's going to be a very, very tight game. Yep. Uh, I don't know how tight it's going to be. I, I, I kind of think that uh, Buffalo has our number, and uh, until we beat them, they're going to continue to have our number. So I'm thinking 30 to 20, 30 to 17, something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's a, a 14 point margin, you think? Yep. yep. Is what it's going to be? Yep. So they're coming to Miami and they're covering and they're beating our asses by a couple touchdowns. You well, think I didn't there. say I'm beating like, our asses. You know, we could keep it close for a while, but I think in the end they're going to pull ahead like they usually do. Well, all right. And I was wrong last week, and I'd be happy to be wrong two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I was wrong. I think everybody, you know, to some extent, felt that uh, the Ravens were probably going to pull that game out against us, but. You know, it's funny because, you know, when you look at when you look at the team and you look at the way they won last week, it's not their recipe for winning football games. Um, over the course of the season, when you start winning games in different ways, 
it, it, it tells you something. It shows that, hey, we're not one-dimensional, that we can beat you a lot of different ways. And that, those are the teams that make the playoffs. You know, some weeks it's the defense, and some weeks it's the offense. And it was a great thing to watch. It's something that we have not seen in years. I mean, guys, when was the last time we can honestly say that the offense was, the, the, you know, the factor in, in, a, in a victory? Well, I would say 99% of the time it's the defense, you know, when you look at a victory. Here's a little insight to the pregame for us in the podcast today. I was talking about Mike before the show, or talking uh-huh. to Mike before the show, and I told him that I can't remember a time as a Dolphins fan over the last 20 years that in the fourth quarter, two-minute warning, we're down. I felt 100% confident that our quarterback was going to lead us to a victory. Mm-hmm. We were playing yeah. so well at the end of that game that there yeah. was no doubt in my mind that Tua was going to to win the game for us. Uh, right. And I can't remember. He's going to have like a much tougher challenge uh, Sunday. Yes, absolutely. So we'll see how he does. Well, we right. just got to cross our fingers that Micah Hyde is out because that safety tandem they've got is stellar. Yeah, they're good. They're um, good. I've got two things. Uh, I have a question for you guys, and then I have a stat that I found today, uh, which is funny. Um, what would this game mean for Miami if they was to pull out the W? Oh, I think it would be tremendous. Number one, they would have amazing confidence. Number two, everybody's going to start taking them seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's one thing to be, you know, to beat up Baltimore and beat up New England. It's another thing to beat up the team that everybody is predicting to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, Daniel, you had six commentators all picking Buffalo to go and win the Super Bowl. You beat this sort of football team, a team that's been dominant over two pretty solid football teams in week one and week two. You beat them. You know, now, now you're in for a dogfight the rest of the season. You know, you're punching them in the face. And that's what they – listen, this team – basically is Josh Allen. They have a very good defense. They have a very good wide receiver. Their other teams are good. Their other receivers are good. Um, But it's not like you're going against, you know, the Jimmy Johnson Dallas Cowboys to where they had, you know, all of these phenomenal players at every position. I mean, this team is very, very good. And it, and it, it, it evolves around Josh Allen. He carries this football team. And, you know, if you slow that guy down, you can, slide, you can slow the Buffalo Bills down. Our offense is capable of scoring points, as I've mentioned. I think that with the injuries, it's going to be a major detriment to Buffalo. And you're going to see a very, very good football game this week. You know, as long as they can contain Josh Allen, mm-hmm. he is the guy. He's the guy, plain and simple. He's the guy. They have to slow him down. So for me, uh, if we can pull out the W against the Bills, I don't think that there's a bigger story in the NFL than no our doubt. Miami Dolphins going Absolutely. into next week. And I'll, and I'll also say this. I heard for the first time this year so far, can a team go undefeated? And they were talking about Buffalo. Can Buffalo go undefeated this year with how they've looked so far? And obviously that's, Way too early to talk about, and it's hyperbole, and it's just talking points for radio. But I did hear it already at week two. I'm going to tell you. You even brought it up. I'm going to tell you. This is why I'm saying it right now. (laughs) Right or wrong, if you see Miami beat Buffalo this weekend in Miami, you're going to start hearing, can Miami match the 72 team on the 50-year anniversary of it? 
That's what you're going to start hearing, right <laughs> or wrong. I'm telling you right now. It's, it's after game three in a 17 game yes, season. Absolutely. It's totally out of place. You know, I know if it's week it is. 11, then you can start talking. I know it is, but we're already hearing it about Buffalo. If we can take down the big bad wolf with how well we've looked in week two and three, because we'll have to leak, look really good in week three to, to take them down, you are going to hear it. Regardless of if it's right or wrong, we can laugh about it, but I guarantee you, you're going to hear it. Daniel, I you said we. We've heard it. I haven't heard anybody well, talking about Buffalo. Maybe going on you have been talking about it in Iowa. We must- as <laughs> we as the collective. We as the, I think it was on uh, Max Kellerman or KJM or whatever that is in the mornings. That's that why I don't to. watch those goddamn shows. Yes, Excuse my language. The, the four letter network. They were talking about it. And we too. I'm I'm just telling you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that it's something that should be talked about. I'm just saying it is, and we the collective football fan have already heard it on the four-letter network. I so. mean, we are two weeks into the season. What I agree. More Josh Allen can break his leg Sunday. What, what, what happens no, no. then? Right Mike. or wrong? I'm saying <laughs> right or wrong, my friend. I, There's no saying. moral on that team. Daniel, <laughs> dare, who, whatever, whoever that – I mean, I hate calling people names, but Jack whoever Wagon? that moron was that that is discuss, talking about undefeated in week two, I mean, that's beyond insane. I'm I mean, not. five, six, seven weeks into the season, maybe, but in week two? Yep. I not mean, a 17 game yep. season, that shouldn't come out of your mouth till week 11 or well, 12. When you, you bet your ass, combine Mike. Combine the fact that all the pundits chose Buffalo preseason and then they've outscored the top two teams from the AFC and NFC 72 to 17. You can see why they're doing it, but it's ridiculously early. Get out of my face with that, Max Kellerman. I even call yeah, him out. Yeah, whoever the hell okay. he is. So, uh, and a stat. I want to give you a stat real fast. And Go then ahead. Finish up, however. Tua Tungabaola right now is leading the NFL in passing yards at 739 and <laughs> passing yards per game at 369 and a half. Okay. If you extrapolate that. <laughs> Oh, through 18 go. games, he <laughs> would finish well the about season going undefeated. with 6,651 <laughs> yards, which is 800 more than the NFL record by Peyton Manning set in 2013 with Denver. Holy crap, Daniel. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. I don't, know up, what to say. I don't know what to say about these last two <laughs> just, subject matters. Just some fun I, points I to talk you. about, my friend. Oh, Lord have mercy. I mean, week two, and we're talking about... You know, if Sanders kicks a field goal Sunday, (laughs) (laughs) he might have another 50 before the year ends. Mike, you just got... Can can you imagine what happens two weeks from now? Uh Uh-huh. You know, all all the... (laughs) We're going to lose our absolute minds if Buffalo winds up winning two more games and somehow Tua winds up throwing for another 400 yards in the next two games. It's going to be a little Let's cross bit crazy that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, interesting stuff to say the least. I mean, you know, Tua, you know, the game that he had, you know, we, we, it was just exceptional. It's something that we've wanted for a long time. Extremely, extremely happy. Um, even though people think that we're haters, you know, that's not the case. Um, you know, we, me and Mike get called haters all the time. Daniel, I don't know if, if, if I know you've been somewhat critical of Tua. Yeah. Uh, to yeah, some extent as well, but you know, people call me and Mike haters. It's not the case. I mean, you know, we just call it as we see it. And um, look, you he know, played. He played great last week. We both said it. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And he's you know, got to, he's got we're to only telling you what we see. He's got to continue to play well, you know, yep. as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you know, we've talked about this over and over again with players, you know, to where, hey, you know, um, Phillips went on a, a tear last year where he had a bunch of sacks in a very short period. And you take those, you know, that little block of games away. And the guy now in, you know, a year plus two games has not done an awful lot. So, you know, some people, you know, have these type of football games to approve, prove that he can do it. And hopefully he continues to do it. And it continues this week. This is a big game. It's a, it's, it's a division game. He's got to come up big for us. You know, he can't take a step backwards. You know, he just can't. Yeah. McDaniel postgame said that to a, that his teammates saw something that he proved something to his teammates and he proved something to himself. Well, I mean, let's go one step further. He did prove to us that he has that capability in him. Let's see the consistency. Well, that's what it's all about, right? That's what it's all about. Josh Allen every week is consistent. Yes. And the Bills are a damn good team because of it. But Mike Fink, Mike Fink every week is consistent. He's here for us. He's Daniel Daniel Reinhardt. Well, no. Well, I don't know how consistent I've been here. But (laughs) I'm. I'll, I'll leave that alone. (laughs) <laughs> if we see the consistency, then we're going to be a very, very dangerous team. Absolutely. Yep. All right, guys. Yep. Let's uh, wrap this up. Yeah. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. That was fun, man. That was fun. It was very, 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 very entertaining. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks uh, well, for having Daniel me. brought a little comedy. That was good. Yeah, we're going undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> No, Buffalo, baby. Buffalo is going undefeated. No, not and after we beat now, them. Now, Daniel, d- d- listen, here's, here's, here's the situation, okay? <laughs> Mike you said dis- we're wrapping it up, didn't he? he, I did. he but, Mike, he discussed Buffalo going undefeated, and then he discussed us going undefeated. That's an impossibility. Well, no, we, no, I'm saying. We can't I'm both go undefeated. Well, they what, could, if because if, if they tie, then they both could go undefeated. Yeah, until the AFC playoffs. That's ridiculous. All right. It's all hyperbole and jokes. Yep. It's all good. It's all in fun. It is all in fun, yes. It was nice. I appreciate the effort on your on your end in regard to the the statistics and and whatnot. Yeah, Yeah, I'm very good. That that type of nonsense is fun, but it is nonsense. (laughs) 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 All right. All right, we'll be back Monday to talk about the game Sunday. Yes, go Fins. Let's do it. Let's do it, boys. Let's do it. Fins up, everybody. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care.